Good morning. It's good to be with you as we start our day together here in God's Word. I'm Andy. I'm glad you've taken a few minutes to reflect upon God's Word with me. So thanks for joining us as we continue our study together of 2 Corinthians. Today we're going to be moving into 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This is a chapter and, and a passage that um, you have probably heard referenced. Um, it's one that you may know, that you, but you don't know that you know it. I would say this is probably the most famous or most well-known uh, passage in um, 2 Corinthians. Uh, this is the treasure in jars of clay. One of my favorite 90s Christian, uh, contemporary Christian bands was a group called Jars of Clay. I've always liked their work. And so um, this is the uh, passage where they're, they got their name from. Uh, you may have heard this notion of uh, treasure in trade treasure in clay jars or jars of clay. So I will unpack and read this passage together today. So reading in 2 Corinthians, we're going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1, and we'll read through uh, verse 15. It's a little bit longer section, but um, chapter 4, verses 1 through 15. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry about that. Was that a cough button? Um, so, therefore, since it is God, by God's mercy, that we are engaged in this ministry. We do not lose heart. We have renounced the shameful things that one hides. We refuse to practice cunning or to falsify God's word. But by the opening statement of the truth, we commend ourselves to the conscience of everyone in the sight of God. And even if the gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. If we do not proclaim ourselves, we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is God who has said, let light shine out of darkness. Who has shown in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ? But we have this treasure in clay jars, that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come for us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be visible in our bodies. For while we live, we are always being given up to death for Jesus' sake, so that when the life of Jesus may be made visible in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. But just as we have the same spirit of faith that is in accordance with Scripture, I believed and so I spoke, we also believe and so we speak. Because we know that the one who has raised the Lord Jesus will raise us with Jesus and will bring us with you in his presence. Yes, everything is for your sake, so that grace, as it extends more and more to more and more people, may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So there's there's three sections here in this one larger section. Um, the first part is where I, I love where it says this. Uh, even though the gospel is veiled, it is veiled. This is verse three. And even though the gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In this case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Jesus Christ, who is invisible, who is the image of God. That's a powerful concept that the God of this age, the devil, uh, has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel that is the glory of Christ. Have you ever been frustrated with somebody who may not be a believer? If you're a believer, your faith makes sense to you. Uh, your faith just is simply something that, um, yeah, it's just an assumed norm. It's just a basic foundational thought. Your faith maybe even be unquestioning. So if you're a Christian, 
You read the Bible and you see God all over it. I know when I read the Bible, I, I sense God's spirit when I read and it jumps off the page to me. And there's times I have to go into my journal and write notes and, and highlight. Uh, I was focused in my personal devotional recently on a passage in John chapter 16 that just kept coming up to me and speaking to me. So if you're a Christian, you're going to read the Bible in that way and you're going to see God everywhere. You're going to see God in the things you see or read or experience. You're going to see God in creation. You're going to see God as you're watching TV sometimes. You're going to see the gospel leap off the page because your eyes have been opened to the power of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> so doesn't it frustrate you sometimes when you talk to someone who doesn't know Jesus and they don't see God anywhere? They don't see God in scripture. They don't see God in the world. They don't see God in culture. They just miss God everywhere. And it, it, you, it's almost easy to get frustrated with them because they're not seeing what you're seeing. But I think we need to be careful not to forget the power of the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit opens our eyes and the Spirit allows us to see. If you go back and read the Gospels, particularly the Gospel of John, you're going to see over and over and over again, one of the miracles that Jesus performs the most is the healing of the blind, allowing the blind to see. And there is that notion of that as a spiritual, as a physical healing, yes, but it's also spiritual. For God opens our eyes spiritually to see. We need to see spiritually because without the Holy Spirit, our eyes are blinded. Without the Holy Spirit, this is just a book. Without the Holy Spirit, we don't truly know or experience God. So we need to be praying for God to open the eyes of those who do not believe. Yes, we need to be at work with our words and definitely at work with our actions. But salvation, conversion, it's a spiritual thing. And the Spirit must be at work. And the Spirit must be moving. So frankly, friends, the most important thing you can do for your friends, for your neighbors, for your family members who aren't Christians, it's be praying for them. Pray for them. Pray for God to open their eyes. Pray for the God of this age to be blinded, uh, that blinds them, to no longer have the ability to blind them, that they can see and understand. <clears throat> because our faith gives us sight. That's why the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. The, our faith is what enlivens the eyes and allows us to see. So we see here that the God of this age, the devil, has blinded the eyes of the unbelievers. So our primary weapon in evangelism, if you will, is prayer. Prayer for people to see, to understand, for the Spirit to penetrate their heart. So that's a powerful, powerful concept right there. I, I, I do like the, the second part where it says this. <clears throat> this is the jars of clay. It says, With this treasure in jars of clay, in clay jars, that it may be clear that this power belongs to God and does not come from us. In other words, our power is not in our ability. But our power our power is in the ability of the Holy Spirit within us. We have this treasure, this gift of God, this Holy Spirit, this call. And it's kept in jars of clay, just flesh, from ashes to ashes, dust to dust. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the power working within us is not of us. It's not of Andy that I do what I do or say what I say or speak what I speak. It's amazing how many people say, boy, preacher, you were preaching to me this morning. And I always say, I'm not that smart. <laughs> I was not preaching to you. Does anything that good comes out of my mouth? Oh, that, God deserves credit for that. I'll take the blame for the bad stuff. We have this gift of God, the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of God's Spirit 
living within us, but it's just in human flesh. To show the power of all this is not from us, but it's from God. Let's be careful to realize where our power comes from. And let's be careful to um, give credit where credit's due. I love what God says in the Old Testament when he's talking to the um, Israelites before they go into the promised land. He says, when you live in houses you did not build, build and drink from cisterns you did not dig, remember who gave you this. It wasn't of your own strength, but it was of God's. We need to remember that this treasure of God is in clay jars. It, this whole indwelling the Holy Spirit, it is in frail human flesh. So let's be careful to give credit where credit's due. If there's anything good going on, it's the Spirit of God working in us. Let's keep ourselves humble in the Lord. Let's let's not, um, what the Bible says, the pride goeth before the fall. Let's not think too much of ourselves or get too haughty. But remember that it is God's Spirit at work within us. And God's Spirit is the life it talks about here. We are crushed. We have the Spirit of life. It all comes from God. So this treasure of God is in clay jars and our human flesh. So let's remember the power that lives within us, the power of God's Spirit. But let's remember that it's His Spirit that's at work within us, and that we don't have to do it ourselves. But our job is to just to rely upon God, to rely upon His Spirit and His power, and know that He will be at work in all things. So remember today where your power comes from. It's not from yourself. It's not from your ability. It's not from your strength, but it's from God, from his power. So live out his power today and all that you do. Hey, have a great day. Thanks for joining us today. And I pray that you're blessed today, no matter where you find yourself. We'll see you tomorrow morning as we continue with 2 Corinthians.